This is part two of a two-part interview. Sometimes the second part of these interviews is better than the first part. Blah, 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 blah. You know, you're not even listening, are you? We've told you over and over again, the second part of these interviews is better than the first. But where does that get us? The first half of interviews always has more downloads. Hey, you do what you want. You always do. So enjoy or don't. Whatever. Hola, bienvenidos. This is Richard Wilson. With this podcast, there are no electives. Every program is a prerequisite. The semester is in session. It's season two of the Bait and Switch podcast. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch podcast. My name is Jim Martin, along with my co-host, Chris Beyer. Tonight is the uh, second half of our interview with Bonnie North of WUWM 89.7, Milwaukee's NPR. She's co-host of Lake Effect. Welcome back. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me. And her co-host is a former guest of ours, Mitch Tyke. Mitch Tyke, yep. Yep, and they have a couple of other people who also contribute. Yeah, that might be future guests. Yeah, right. Oh, I think so. I think you need to bring them in. Unnamed at this point. Unnamed. Audrey. And Joy. And Joy. Mm -hmm. And Joy to get the millennial people in here. Mm -hmm. Who has been our youngest guest? Uh, What's the youngest person we've had in here? Probably probably Matt. Mm -hmm. Probably Matt. And how old? He's 32-ish, maybe. The, The Matt Simmons podcast is an interesting podcast. It is one of many of ours that you could actually listen to, Bonnie. You could listen to any of them. You, you showed could, up tonight. You, you could saying yeah. not have listened to any of our shows. I I I am a bait and switch virgin. Well, I was That's true, right? I I recommend them all. I don't know. Is there anyone there, that you were embarrassed to recommend, Jim? Well, we had there the are, one, but I'm not going to say them. <laughs> we, yeah, I don't know. We did one that was a skit. We took a chance, tried something a little different, a little theater. You were involved in the theater, mm-hmm. and it's a short one. It's eight minutes. It might be worth your time. I will recommend to our listeners. To give it a listen, it is season two, episode two. It's only about eight minutes long, so it's a short listen. Mm -hmm. And uh, we would like some feedback as to whether this is a road we need to go further down or one we need to make a cul-de-sac. I think it's like a brick wall. Brick wall. (laughs) Turn around. (laughs) I've got got other ideas, but that one we'll Well, see. I don't know. You know, it's a, yeah, well, we can can always try it again. We'll have have Bonnie (laughs) listen to it. She's the theater person. You can tell us. It's only eight minutes. Maybe even before she leaves, we'll lock the door. She has to listen to it. Maybe. And yeah. then she can give us her input Tip on that. Tiptoe around the landmines. As, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If if we should go in that direction. But we have to take chances. That's true. Bonnie, you, know, you, you take chances, right? And you're, what is what is the biggest chance you've taken lately on Lake Effect where you guys went outside the box? Ooh, that's a good one. Um you might have to cut out the thinking because I have to think about this for a minute. No, I got to keep it in because it shows how good my question was. <laughs> yeah. Because if no, you really got to think, then I'm doing my job. How, how about this? Uh, have you gotten a fair amount of negative feedback on a segment that uh, surprised you? Well, not a lot of ne- negative feedback, but there was one uh, when I did an interview with Alex Lasry right after the DNC announced that they were coming here. And he is the son of Mark Lasry, who's one of the owners of Pfizer Forum and, and the Bucks. And right. he's he is himself a uh, – he it looks like he might be in his – 
30s or something mm-hmm. like that. Um, and he came in for an interview because he was the chair of the committee that got the uh, DNC here. And I asked a question about had he received any pushback from the Wisconsin GOP because there have been a lot of people on record saying, you know, we don't want Wisconsin to be like Milwaukee. We, You know, Milwaukee is kind of like the dog we kick in mm-hmm. in this state. He said, no, you know, actually, you know, people have been really eager to have this happen. It's going to be great economic stuff and all of that stuff. And what I meant was kind of the historic animosity towards Milwaukee, not about the DNC itself. And so somebody actually oh, okay. wrote in and said, you know, everyone thinks this is a great idea and everything. And I said, you know, you're absolutely right. I didn't ask that question well. I didn't right. make it clear and I said I could have gone back in and edited it out and made myself sound better, but it was uh, an interview that went from beginning to end. I only cleaned up a couple of like mouth noises, people coughing, right. and I thought it wouldn't be right. It would be disingenuous if I took myself out to make myself sound better. Mm-hmm. And I we just do that all the time here. Yeah, we do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, right. In fact, in fact, we'll do that to make us sound better. And you sound worse. Yeah. So Perfect. be prepared for that. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I will be. Yeah. And all of that negative feedback. You yeah. know what? Yeah. Actually, this leads me into the topic I was going to talk about, which was editing. You know, initially, when we started doing this a little over a year ago, uh, I was listening to the raw footage that we had, and it was painful to listen to my own voice. Eventually, I got used to it. It wasn't so bad. Now I'm grown to hate Jim's voice. Jim's voice yeah, is the my one. My voice is the one that's bad. He's yeah. the one that bothers right, me. Right. Me but, too. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, now you've been in radio long enough. Is listening to your own voice, is that any bit of a problem anymore? Are you used to it? Is it does it still Completely jar you? Completely used to it. Yeah. Completely used to it now. It's as if I'm listening to, when I'm editing, it's like I'm listening to somebody else. Okay. Right. Because, because it doesn't sound like you. I it mean, really doesn't. Know, it no, doesn't. Yeah. You think that's what I sound like? Yeah. Really? If really? People listen to that? If, if that's people, what I think. Like, yeah. People really, people want to listen. People actually want to talk to me. Maybe they don't. They're just being polite for me. Just being nice for you. It's yeah. probably fine. You have a, a very beautiful voice. Well, but thank me, you. Not today. As Chris but... mentioned, it's horrible. Well, and it's true. You just you you sort of disassociate, and it's one of the reasons why. When and I don't know if Mitch mentioned this when he was on. When we have guests in, unless they are used to hearing themselves through headphones. We don't let them wear headphones. I do have a question about the headphones, and this is something I should probably know after doing this for, what, a year and a half? Uh, Why do you wear headphones? Yeah. It's mostly to check your level. Okay, that's what I thought. And, you know, particularly if you're out in the field, if you're doing a live recording out somewhere and you don't have headphones on, you can't tell if that machine over there is really interfering. You can't tell. Yeah. And so, but if you're listening to what's actually coming through the microphone, that helps you. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes you'll hear, you'll see people, and now with the earbuds, a lot of people will use those. Um, but the over-the-ear ones cut out more ambient sound, so you get a cleaner idea of what's coming through the microphone. Okay. But your You'll see people with one on and one off. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like and DJs. DJs will do mm-hmm. that, too, because then what you're getting is you're you're hearing yourself and you're monitoring through one ear, but you're also getting what the room sounds like in the sure. other. Because mm-hmm. we're, we're our own engineers, just like you are. We have, a, we have a mixer, yeah, and it's like it's got maybe four four microphone pots on it. Okay. And, like, okay. Yeah. So, so pretty much we have the... I mean, we could pretty much. We have the makings NPR. for yeah. our own NPR. Yeah, you right. could have you could have pirate radio here, man. Is this uh, in the dark web? In the dark web, <laughs> yes. Is yeah. is the NPR affiliate saturated in the Milwaukee area? Can we become our own NPR? 
Well, with Tosa's NPR. I think you should. I think you should. We There's more, you know. There's Delafield's got one. Delafield's, that's Wisconsin Public Radio, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, and it would cost millions of dollars to buy it at this point. I don't mm-hmm. even know what it would cost to buy yeah. to buy that. And, I mean, we uh, just start saving. Yeah. I think you should. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, maybe if you sell some of those IEDs that you take there off. There you go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that. You have to stop taking time off work, though. Yeah, that's true. Because well, you're, you're never going to have enough money to buy that license. It's cutting into the kitty. That's true. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Our uh, Actually, our charter here as a podcast is that we we're we're not a nonprofit. We're we're supposed to lose money here, and we have been losing money. Oh, perfect. Right? And right. that is part of. So your your basically your mission is being fulfilled. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. Well, and he sort of had to go on the sabbatical <laughs> just to make sure that you know we were still uh, right. What do, yeah. what do we call ourselves? A nega profit? Yeah. It's a yeah. it's a money like losing that? proposition. Yeah. We have no uh, no pledge drives here. Mm-hmm. You That's, don't want the money. Yeah. No, we don't want the money. Well, we no, don't. because then we have to spend it and yeah. we have to go back in the negative again. Yeah. Right. So yeah. if people give us money, it's In a the red podcast all the time. Right. Yeah. Of course, that's one Full of the... Mm. Of course, yeah. that's one of the things they talk about when they talk about NPR is... Uh, pledge drives. How often do <laughs> they do pledge... Everyone's favorite time. How often do they do pledge drives there? Mm. We do them quarterly. About... We just did one that was actually very successful. It was a one-day drive. They managed to get a bunch of listeners, big donors, board members, all of that, pooled a whole bunch of matching money. And so they said, okay, we have a $30,000 matching grant. If we get $30,000, we're going to do it in one day. And then we've done it. We we won't do the four or five days of, of of pledging and all of that. Wow. And we did. Really? It was fantastic. And I said, well, there's a lesson. Yeah. <laughs> do it fast. You know, just big. punch it, do it big, and then say we're done, and thank you very much. Okay. Well, uh, uh, I'd like to say that we've had some uh, Feedback. some questions come in from the studio audience. Oh, okay. <laughs> Jim um, has got uh, some his wife and friends that are avid listeners of WWM, correct. and they know that Bonnie is here now in the studio. So this is kind of our first Call in or text in segment, uh, Jim. Go ahead. Right, Let's hear right. Some there's, of these uh, there's. Uh, uh, who's the most interesting interview you've had, and then who was the worst, N- excluding tonight's podcast? Right. right well, right, right, not right. excluding present company. Um, <laughs> Alan Alda was oh. probably one of my favorite interviews ever, and I got to interview him twice because he had two different books cool. in the studio wow. interview, sitting as close as we are, and. I had such a crush on him in the 70s. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought, how am I going to interview this guy? I'm going to be like, hi. And he was everything you would hoped he would be. Okay. Very genuine, really listened to questions, really had a conversation. And so he was wonderful. Tommy Chong was another one who was... Cheech and Chong? Cheech and Chong. And it was an in-person. He was in town... This, again, was about a decade, maybe 12 years ago now. Uh, but we were talking about comedy and life and all of it. It was one of those things where I just never wanted to turn the microphone right. off. I could sit here and talk to this guy all day. It's yeah. like, who, who who knew, you know, that this guy was going to be that interesting? Yeah. Um, for local people, I just did a fascinating interview with two artists who have a show that's opened up in a new gallery down on West St. Paul Street. Um, called On Belonging, and uh, one 
woman's name is Nirmal Raja. She's an immigrant from India, has been here about 30, almost 30 years, and is a, an artist of uh, various disciplines. And then Lois Bielefeld, who's from here, and a photographer, a brilliant photographer. And we just had the most amazing conversation about what it means to be an American and how how that feels and how you approach that as an artist. How do you represent what that is? The famous people are fun, and it's like, oh, that's really great. I got to talk to Alan Alda. It'll be one of those things I will go to my grave remembering that I got to have that conversation. But it's really the people here that are ultimately the most interesting. Yeah, Let me give a a spin a little bit on Jim's question, which is it's going to be hard to name somebody that was not good because you don't want to do that. But what about a situation without naming names? Have you had somebody come in... um, angry or, or mm-hmm. inebriated or has there been a situation where things were going off the rails yes and it's the times when you think thank god this isn't this isn't live because no. i would have just had to cut the mic mm. and i quite honestly do not remember their names there was more than one mm-hmm. this was a long time ago uh probably a decade or more somebody had done this film about this milwaukee person the PR person called me up and said, hey, we can offer you the the guys that this film was made about. Would oh. you be willing to talk to him? And I said, sure. Yeah, yeah, That's kind of yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah you'd mm-hmm. think that would be great. Mm-hmm. They came in, and I don't know what drugs were involved. I don't think it was alcohol. I think it was something else. And I think there was also some mental illness happening. It's like you could scrape them off the wall. And one of them had brought his, I don't know if she was his wife or longtime partner. They were obviously, had been together a while. And she kept interrupting and saying she wanted to read her poem now. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And I I remember I finally got them out of there. And I went back and I (laughs) went to Mitch and I said, it's never airing. You're welcome to listen to it, but it should be deleted. (laughs) You know, and That's I think great. he listened to about the first two minutes and went, oh, you're absolutely right. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is this, never, this is there's no, work. no editing in the world right. is going to make this intelligible. Yeah. Um, Was there any confrontational person where they, they got, you know, where you're afraid of them? No, no. I have to say that uh, that's never happened. Okay, I have good. had people yeah. come in, and, and again, it's been rare, where they come in after making the effort to arrange the interview and then come in and say, well, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, well, Jim's oh, got another question. Speaking of other questions. Oh, my gosh. More to, questions. Just, they're pouring in. They're pouring in now. My, my wife is in here. <laughs> what ticket in town would cause her to use her NPR poll, do you know who I am? So what – What? T- <laughs> <laughs> I can't really use that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, the ethics rules really kind of say, well, no. The way we figured it out that – you know, manages the ethics rules and and isn't a conflict of interest is if a theater offers me or a band offers me a band, I'm free to take it if I wish to. Okay. But it's got nothing to do with, it can't be quid pro quo. It can't be like, we're going to cover you and then, oh, you're going to give me tickets. Right. Um, And so I never ask. (laughs) Now, okay. So that was ticket to go see a show. Okay. I'm thinking about 
police officer pulls you oh. over ticket too. I just never like. <laughs> you're do, you're do you assuming know, that I break yeah. the law. Do you know who me? I am? Ticket that one. <laughs> <laughs> you think you think, uh, I think policemen are, are, are big NPR listeners? Probably not. Yeah. Well, then, yeah. then you say, "Do you know who I am?" And they say, "No, There's no, no." Yeah. And then you say, "Okay, let's proceed <laughs> as normally, as normal, as, yeah. as if I didn't say what I just." I haven't said. gotten your license yet. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. So no, I didn't have my no registration. Idea who you are. Yeah. So, look at this list of questions. We got this list. Okay. So. Um, Here's another one. Uh, okay. Uh, oh, so our friend Catherine, her daughter has a question okay. for you. Ella, her name is. And how old is Ella? Ella is uh, going to be 10. Okay. Yeah, in July. Oh, we've got a young, we got a young, young demo was, going right, on here right, tonight. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, Ella wants to know what radio show you listen to other than your own. A radio show that I absolutely love and I don't listen to it often enough is a Radio Lab. Oh, that's a good one. Radio Lab is mm-hmm. to me not only do they talk about fascinating science and interesting things, but they also do it in such a radio way. They use music and sound effects and the whole medium uh and there there that was an interview that was fa- I got to interview the two of them. Oh, really? They came okay. to do uh, a thing. A show. Here, I saw a show, their show. Yeah. At the Riverside. That's the mm-hmm. one. Yeah. yeah. And this is an NPR show. When is it when is it broadcast? It's on the weekend. It's on the weekend. It's on okay. one of the weekends sure. uh, slots and um, I it's moved around and I don't remember where it is now, which is probably why I haven't listened to it more. I, I tend to listen to it on the oh, computer sure. or something. Okay. Uh, okay. So let's see. Um and they got a bunch of them here, so let's just hit a couple of them. Uh, well, I'll read some, and you tell me what you want to answer. Okay. Uh, Milwaukee has such a grassroots art scene. Yep. What do you think created or contributed to that? What do you think uh, radio as a medium provides that TV doesn't? Okay. What makes an interview interesting? Just uh, 10 more, Okay. Jim. Just 10 more. Last one is Curly, <laughs> Curly or Shemp. So uh, let's go with... Uh, the third one. What's the third one? The grassroots one? Yeah. What, yeah. what about the yeah. Milwaukee, the Milwaukee grassroots and, art scene? And let me just ask this question. I think every town, you know, whether it be Kansas City or Louisville, probably says the same thing. Is Milwaukee extra arty? And if it is, what makes it so? I think, well, having not been to every single city in the United States, I have to qualify that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for the size, I mean, Milwaukee is 600,000 people. And then Greater Milwaukee is, what, 1.2 million or something like that. Mm. It's not very big when, no. you, when you think about And I think, as my British friends say, we punch above our weight when it comes to uh, all kinds of arts. And from music, I mean, the music scene here is really amazing from everything from, you know, just punk and hard rock and all of that. There's a great jazz scene here. It's kind of underground right now. But What about are... the podcast scene? Holy I cow. was getting there. I was <laughs> sorry. getting there. Sorry, Jeez. I stepped on, I stepped on your stepped joke. On it. Darn it. <laughs> yeah. I apologize. Yeah, okay. okay. And, <laughs> and, you know, the theater scene has always been big here. You've got all of this sort of avant-garde theater that started. You've got a lot more mainstream. I mean, the rep, even when I was doing theater back in the 70s when I was first starting, 
the rep was known around the country as one of the best regional theaters in the country. Comedy sports. Comedy sports. Is, here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is like, I think the very first interview I did on Lake Effect was a comedy interview. Somebody was appearing at comedy sports and I thought, well, that's interesting. Oh, yeah. I had no idea that was here. Yeah. And um, I took classes there, by the way. Did you? You can probably tell. I can. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> um, why I think, I think it's because Milwaukee doesn't think it's world class. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say this as somebody who's lived here now 13 years, comes from the East Coast, and looks at it still from an outsider perspective, because I didn't grow up here. Mm-hmm. So chip on our shoulder kind of thing. It, it's Maybe. not even so much a chip. I'm, I think it, for the longest time, nobody thought Milwaukee was ever going to be uh, world class in much of anything. Mm-hmm. So it gave people the freedom to just do what they wanted and explore and create amazing things. We have an incredible visual arts scene here. People mm-hmm. doing I mean, photographers here. And Myad is an amazing resource, uh, the Milwaukee Institute of Art and Design. Sure. I think it's that. I think it's the little engine that could. And it, it's also a relatively inexpensive place to live. Oh, sure. So artists can afford it. Yeah. And how you about know. how about this? Maybe the cold weather. That too. You got to stay inside all that mm-hmm. time. You got to do something. Got to do something. Yeah. Might as well yeah. draw or Might draw or, or practice or, or you know, yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, what do you think radio as a medium provides that TV doesn't? That's yeah, that's a great question. Radio allows the listener to be part of the story because a good friend of mine who trained me at Vermont Public Radio and still is a good friend, she she calls it a brain-to-brain and a heart-to-heart connection. So if, if it's kind of like close your eyes and tell me a story. And visual images, I think, tend to dictate. But if you're painting a st- words, if you're using words to paint a story, you're using sound effects, it allows the listener to kind of be kind of right on your shoulder. Mm-hmm. And I think they become, I know I do, when I listen to a story that affects me and I'm really pulled into it, I feel like I'm there Mm -hmm. in a way that TV just doesn't do. I love television. I got nothing against television. But it's a very different, it's more, I think radio is more intimate. There's that whole idea of the the book is better than the movie, right? Mm -hmm. You know, the book is better because you're coming up with the images and you Mm -hmm. are the one that fills in all the gaps. Mm -hmm. I remember back during, I think it was the second Gulf War, had the radio on and they were talking about this skirmish that was happening. And it was just when the the war was getting started. And in my mind, I'm like, wow, this is something I'm, I'm filling in all the gaps. And at some point I went on the TV, I thought maybe I'll Turn it on. Maybe they got the same thing going on there. And I turned it on, and it ruined it for me. I turned it oh, on, really? and all of a sudden it was boring. You know, this yeah. this yeah. thing in my mind, the way the radio announcer was describing it, was far more interesting than seeing the pictures. Yeah, it allowed you in. Yeah, yeah. It'll, and that, and again, talking about theater being theater does the same thing. Live theater does that in a way that the movies don't, because oh, sure. there's an immediate in the moment reaction to what's happening mm-hmm. on stage um right and it's there with them, right there with yep. them and you know and and you the audience member or the radio listener um you're part of that story because you're making those connections and and that's what if we're doing our jobs right that's what we allow people to do we we let you into places that you know you might not get to otherwise 
Well, uh, let me ask you, we're uh, getting closer to the end here. We're at the segment of the show uh, for plugs. Now, we've already announced oh. your uh, your name of your show, but let's have you describe what you do and where you do it. Okay. Well, Lake Effect is an hour-long daily news and culture magazine is what we like to call it. It's a radio magazine. We talk to newsmakers. We talk to artists. We talk to scientists who are doing interesting things. We talk to interesting business people who are doing stuff in the community, uh, social services. There almost hasn't been a topic that we haven't covered on Lake Effect at some point, telling the stories that you might not know about. And it's at 10. It is at 10, even though we changed about, the name. Do you ever think about calling it at 10? <laughs> you, know, you know, it's, it's, it's an idea. It's, it's an Don't idea. Don't just dismiss yeah. it out of hand. I won't. I won't. Okay. Yeah. You know, I just, uh, one thing I, I want to get in the habit of here, Jim, is I want to ask our guests, is there anything you're dying to get out here tonight? That is funny because the one one question where I was like, oh, I, I, I wanted to get this one in. That was my question, not our listeners from everywhere. It's my show. It's my questions. Uh, is, was there anything you, uh, you you think your listeners would like to know that might not be prominent public knowledge? It's kind of along the same lines. Mm. <laughs> you know, I mean, like her PIN number? or What's your internet? Uh, yeah, internet password. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Your, your, your listeners would be interested. You're not interested in giving that out. But we want the scoop. Yeah, Either the routing number or the account number. One or the other. You don't have to give them both. And then out. you can fill out in the yeah. blanks after <laughs> yeah. that. At, okay. least, at least don't do them right next to each other. You know, yeah. wait a couple of minutes and then give the next one. <laughs> okay. Later. It's Even. not a highly listened to program. so It <laughs> should be safe. Yeah, I think it's safe. Yeah, just It's probably fine. Yeah. Well, yeah. one thing we do, and you would know this if you listen to our program, you had like three, four weeks to kind of prep for this. I, did, I took three months off of work right, right. to prep. We can't bother you to listen for 20 minutes to our show, but you would know how it ends if you would listen to it. And how it ends is we do a countdown. I hope this isn't too difficult for you. We'll go three, two, one, and then Jim will put in the music and post-production, and that'll end the show. So anyway, let's all do it together. Here we go. Three, three two, two, one. Music. Well, Bonnie North... Thank, thank you very much for yeah. Oh my gosh, this has listening. been such a pleasure. I'm yeah. so glad. I we'll, uh, have to do it again sometime. I'd love to do it yes. again yeah. sometime. That'd be great. And I'll listen next yes. time, I promise. Just just to the eight-minute one, though. I don't really have time for <laughs> anything else. Uh, <laughs> well, okay. Give it a listen. <laughs> Give your own one a listen, all right? Just oh, do that at least okay. for us. She doesn't all listen right. to her own show. I don't listen to my own show. Yeah. Come yeah. on. All right. Come on. Well, anyway, right. good night. Thanks, good night. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast for our interview with veteran Milwaukee Journal Sentinel columnist Jim Stingle when he lays out his plan to contain out-of-control health care costs. What about a positive one that connected with people oh, of recent? I mean, yeah, I mean, there was a woman who uh, whose dog um, diagnosed her cancer. I mean, there was a woman who's... Oh, with the sniffing or something? Yeah, the, the, sniff, the okay. dog figured out that she had cancer, and then it also figured out when the cancer came back, and... Hmm. One day the dog lay out a treatment plan too? Or? Yeah, right, right. Yeah. It, was, uh, it was all covered <laughs> under the, yeah. the dog was in network. Yeah, okay. Uh, well. You've made it to the end of yet another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word.